Baby, it's cold outside. And on these cold gray days, it becomes even harder to get ourselves out the door and maintain our walking practice. Today on the Weekly Walk Podcast, Eric and I are going to share a whole bunch of things about winter walking. Everything from some of the benefits, including more brown fat, and yes, that's a good thing, to some reminders about how to prepare and what to wear, and a little bit around why we think walking in wintertime can be magical. So no matter what the temperature is where you are, lace up your sneakers and let's get going. Eric. Hey, Joyce. You know what happened this morning? What happened this morning? So I got up super early, as I usually do, and I actually went to Starbucks to sit in peace and quiet, like away from the house and away from the office so that I could try to really focus. And as I was walking across the parking lot in the dark, there was a wet spot in the parking lot, and I almost went down hard. Do you know why? Why? Because it wasn't wet. (laughs) What was it? It was black ice. Now, here's the reason that that was shocking. Why was it shocking? What was the temperature yesterday? It was like 55. 55 degrees. Do you know what the temperature was this morning when I woke up? Below 32. Correct. (laughs) (laughs) So walking in the winter does present some hazards. So there was the time I was walking on Mount Washington after... This was the part where you just wanted to tell your anecdotes? Yeah, it's a good one. And I slipped on black ice and did the whole cartoon, feet go up in the air. And I was in the air and I'm thinking, oh my God, this is going to hurt so bad, so much. And as I come down... It was like I landed on an airbag because I had this very big backpack full of sleeping bag and clothes and all kinds of stuff. And it was like, poof. (laughs) And I didn't get hurt at all. So I was very lucky. But black ice can be treacherous. When, how long ago did that happen? I have heard that story. But how long ago was that? Oh, 1970. (laughs) It was a good 12 years ago, maybe more. Because what I'm thinking is, had somebody gotten that on video, you could be a viral TikTok sensation. That would have been, I would have been a viral TikTok sensation with that one. I think that was definitely pre-TikTok. It was probably very early Facebook. (laughs) So black ice is treacherous. And here's what I'm thinking. You ready? Yes. Winter, walking, bad. I'm just going to stay home. <laughs> no. No? No, that's not what we're about. And that's not actually the case. It's not? No. So yes, you need to be mindful. And if you're going to go for a walk, let's just tackle black ice. So first of all, being aware of it and understanding, knowing that, hey, it's below freezing. So I got to be aware of this. And they actually, you can make things like micro spikes or little like snow chains for your shoes that are super, actually super effective on ice like that. But before we even get to the chains for your shoes, uh, 
something that I am now in the habit of doing, actually, I check the weather in the first thing in the morning before I head out. I actually, this probably doesn't speak well of me, but I look at the weather while I'm brushing my teeth because now I'm one of those people who just needs my phone. Like I need distraction all the time, right? So as I'm brushing my teeth first thing in the morning, I check the weather. And one of the key reasons I'm looking at it is to see this time of year, is it below freezing? And if it is, anything that looks wet when I'm out walking is probably frozen and icy. So that's thing number one is don't assume that wet is wet. Assume that wet is icy. You also have to be careful on our front walk. So we have a wooden walkway leading into our house and even a good frost on that makes it pretty darn slick. Uh, Fortunately, it just goes right through the grass. So I just walk on the grass. (laughs) All right, so the moral of the story of today's conversation is don't let the winter keep you indoors. Embrace the winter walking. Absolutely. Why? Well, I've heard walking is good for you. Really? (laughs) Yes. Walking is good for you. So you get all of the benefits that we traditionally talk about from the power of your walking practice, plus some extras. So what are some of those extras? Walking in cold weather has been shown to boost your immune system. It has been shown in some preliminary kind of research to help build brown fat. Do you want to talk about brown fat? Which sounds like it's awful. Everybody's like, oh, I don't want more brown fat. But how, how now brown fat? You, <laughs> you do want more brown fat. Okay. I want so much more brown fat. Why? Because brown fat, and I don't know if it's actually brown. I don't even know why they call it brown fat. But I think it is a little brownish in color. So gross. <laughs> but brown fat actually helps your body process food and calories and energy more efficiently. Brown fat actually burns energy and helps keep you warm. So more brown fat means your body is working more efficiently and torching more calories. And isn't there something about like sort of the location of brown fat in your body? Are you aware of this? I think it doesn't tend to build up around your midsection and around your organs, which is not necessarily so good. I think it's it's in places that are just more benign, shall we say. Yes. Yes. So, so cold weather, walking. So all... All the reasons plus. Uh, And there's some research that shows that the air tends to be cleaner in the winter. Uh, So you're sort of breathing in cleaner air. And the world looks different. I mean, I, gosh, I love a snowy walk. We haven't had any snow at all yet this winter uh, where we are. But walking in the evening, especially in a little bit of light snow, it's magical. It's like walking in a snow globe. Why are you laughing? Because you're like walking in the evening in a little bit of light snow. Because our what we often do is walk in the evening in a blizzard. <laughs> <laughs> like we have, we have literally dressed up, and we'll get to this, put on our ski goggles because the wind is blowing snowflakes around so much and gone for a walk. <laughs> All right. It's true. 
I I seem to love walking in extreme conditions. Walking walking in in the blizzard is very fun. Like walking through the the deep snow before the plows come and watching our dog Moose go barreling through. Oh, he loves it so much. So fun. Do you remember the day you had to rescue me? I don't know if you remember this story. We were living in our old house and our office was in our the old location, right in the little village of Watermill. And there was a blizzard. And I don't know, maybe we were half a mile from the office, probably about half a mile. If that. And I decided I was going to walk to the office in the blizzard, in the snow. It wasn't quite a blizzard. I'm not completely an idiot. <laughs> so I walk to the office. I work. And then for a couple of hours, and then I start walking home and I didn't make it because I was walking into the snow and into the blizzard. And I got to the watermill square and there's that big sign in the watermill square and I was huddled behind it. <laughs> and I was like, I, I'm not going to make it home. Oh, this is like our first office, which is a yes, our farther. first office. God, OK. And I walked back to the office and I called you and I was like, I don't know if you can drive in this, place, but you have to come rescue me. So the moral of this story, there are limits. <laughs> don't be like Joyce. <laughs> yeah. Unless you have a rescue plow in the form of your husband. Yeah, always. Or partner. Sort of judge your surroundings. If you're in the middle of the hilly country and there's no one around... Walking in a blizzard, probably not such a good idea. If you're in even an urban environment, like when, when we lived in New York City and there was a blizzard, it was magical to go out in that. Oh, those those occasions when the city is shut down and there are no cars, uh, that's really fun. Yeah. All right, so embracing the weather and being smarter than I was. <laughs> what else? Well, the first thing, and you can't talk about it, and I know we have discussed this, but is dressing for it. What's the Scandinavian expression? There's no bad weather, just bad clothing. That's Scandinavian? I think is that not. where that comes from? Probably. <laughs> <laughs> I think so. So dress for it. couple quick things. Don't wear cotton. Cotton holds the moisture. Particularly don't wear cotton next to your skin. Wear a wool or a nice wicking synthetic. Dress in layers for two reasons. One, you can adjust if needed. And two, not only do the articles of clothing trap the heat and the insulation, but the dead spaces between the layers actually work as don't insulation. Don't call them dead spaces, the, just the empty spaces. The empty spaces. And that's work is insulation that, as well. That requires a little bit of a reframing of how we think about uh, our clothing and our layering. Once you warm up those little bits of spaces between your layers, you're walking in this little bubble of warmth. It's lovely. Yep. So, so a an example might be a uh, wool long sleeve top, like a lightweight wool or synthetic long sleeve top. Maybe a vest of some kind, a fleece, and then your outer jacket. That's a lot of layers. It's four. <laughs> <laughs> what? What's so funny? 
I guess four is not a lot. Well, it's a lot. But if you're going to just let me put it to you this way, two is not layers. So you want to have three. Uh, I would say a minimum of three, four is five. If you want five, like I've seen you dress in five layers sometimes, uh, that's all good too. So. Uh, but uh, truly, uh, three, uh, while we're talking about it, sort of my my standard is three, a long sleeve base layer, something fleecy-ish, sweatshirty, and a good jacket over it. And then if it's super cold, I will add a vest. But yeah, yeah yep. you're, so it... it it it's a worthwhile exercise to actually think this through and figure out what your three layer plan is because the other piece of this is whatever that fleece sweatshirt layer is sweater layer that second layer you can wear that over and over and over again before you wash it do anything with it I mean, I don't know about everybody really? else. <laughs> I don't know. Never occurred to me. <laughs> I don't know about anybody else, but I pretty much wear the same gear most days. Yeah. Uh, and I have this sweatshirt on. I'm probably on day three of wearing it over T-shirts and stuff. I haven't worked out in it or anything, but it's perfectly fine. So planning your... You guys can't smell it through the podcast, right? It's fine. Uh, footwear. I do have winter shoes and summer shoes because... Or lightweight and warmer footwear. Because feet matter, especially for women. For whatever reason, women tend to have colder extremities than men. So mittens are your friends. Mittens are warmer than gloves. And cotton socks, not your friend. Wool socks, they're your friend. Definitely. I, you know, I've skied my whole life. and Really? Yep. Probably until, probably until I had kids, <clears throat> certainly until I had kids, I would only ski in gloves. Just gloves, gloves, gloves. Uh, me too. I, I a, hated mittens. I was mittens. a glove snob. I was a glove snob because I didn't like... The lack of mobility I felt in mittens. Yep. And I started skiing in mittens, I don't know, 10, 15 years ago. And like if it's below maybe 30, like I'm in mittens. They're just warmer, more You're so comfortable. You're so mittens. <laughs> little, little mittens. So yeah, like mittens are de bomb. De bomb. Uh, I want to talk about skin care and eye care and this is something uh, I, I'll, I'll go get a cup of coffee <laughs> <laughs> no it'll be quick uh this is something i'm personally really working on because i am not diligent at sunblock especially in the winter in the summer of course like that's what you think about you get up it's sunny out but putting some kind of protection on your skin is a year-round situation and it just should be part of our habit because the sun, even though it's not quite as strong, especially if there's ice and snow, you get that reflective sun as well. And the sun is no joke. And this is one that always perplexes me because it feels so good. The sun feels so good on our skin, but too much of it, no good. Uh, yeah, the, the thing about uh, winter walking, being outside in the winter with the snow is I learned this the hard way on a very snowy day outdoors is I got sunburned on like the bottom
bottom of my nostrils, like the bottom of my nose, because the reflective sun off the snow just sort of bounced back up. And I'd put sunscreen on everywhere. I guess I just didn't put it on on the bottom of my nose. Probably and, same thing like the bottom of your chin, actually, unless you're wearing something that covers that whole area. Yeah, your your neck, the bottom of your chin, all that stuff. And, and it just goes to the fact that the sun's just getting reflected all around you, which also goes to your eyes. Uh, yeah, good quality sunglasses. Yeah. when All the time. When I was climbing Mount Rainier years ago, we got up at midnight or one in the morning, started climbing, and we're using our headlamps. When you said get up, I'm just curious. Do you actually sleep before you head out? I just assume that, like, what do you, you go to sleep at six? Who sleeps? Seven, you doze, you, yeah, you rest, you doze. You don't really sleep, sleep for sure. But, so you get up, you're climbing by headlamp, and we're climbing up this snowy ridge. It's going to take us, I don't know, the better part of, of the day. And sun comes up. It's beautiful looking all around. And I have sunglasses with me. And for whatever reason, I don't put them on until... Because it sort of sneaks up on you, right? It's just getting a little bit lighter and a little bit lighter. Yeah. And I don't know, maybe nine o'clock. I'm like, oh, it's getting pretty bright out. And I put the sunglasses on, but like an hour or so later, my eyes start to feel like there's sand in them. And that was the beginning of snow blindness. Like my eyes hurt like the whole rest of the day. They were just a little snow, snow blind. I mean, not so bad that I couldn't see, but definitely so bad that I was uncomfortable. It was the only time that's ever happened to me. So when if if you're walking in a bright day after new snow in the middle of the day, like, get some sunglasses on. Okay. Eyes, skin, body. I think we've talked about that kind of physical stuff. And the next on my mind is two things. How to get yourself out the door. Because human beings, we want to stay warm and cozy in our cave. So it does definitely present some challenges to convince ourselves to go outside when it is not 70 degrees and sunny and glorious out. How do you get out the door? It's funny. For me, I would actually be more likely to get out the door when it's 10 degrees and snowing versus when it's sort of 30 degrees and no snow on the ground and just sort of blah. Oh, for sure. Like for it sure. makes it a little adventure. Absolutely. It has a little bit of sense of fun to it. I Walking in the snow, I suppose we could do an entire conversation on, on that because I agree with you. But I'm really talking about the 30 degree gray yucky days. Those are the days that's, oh, now that I'm thinking about it. A day just like today. <laughs> kind of kind of gray. 30, day, 30 degrees out and gray. Yeah. And I have a jetty pack walk planned in my mind for later this morning. And how am I going to get myself out the door? Well, there's one thing I did. Uh, what? I know how you get yourself out the door. How? Pick up a leash. 
<laughs> oh yeah, there's that. So I did not take Moose on on our walk on a walk yesterday. I met my friend Tracy and her dog Beacon for a walk in the woods, and I did not bring Moose. Shall I share why? <laughs> sure. Because the day before, I met my friends Tracy and Diana and their dog. Oh, no, Helen. I'm sorry. It was Helen and Diana and their dogs and Moose for a two and a half mile walk down a dirt road where we walk frequently. And at one point, Moose looked at me, looked off into the woods and ran into the woods because he caught wind, scent of a downed deer. Ah, oh, he, he had a little venison tartare. Venison tartare. <laughs> and I had to go traipsing into the woods to pull him off this deer carcass, <laughs> which is something he's never done before. But I just, yesterday, I could not face it. Anyway, moral of the story is Moose did not get a walk in the woods yesterday. So you're right. If I just pick up his leash, he will certainly want to join me for a pack walk. So dogs help. The other thing I did is when I got up this morning, I dressed for it. Mm. So I am wearing my good walking shoes. I am wearing wool socks. I am wearing two layers. And I'm dressed for it. So that's going to help. And it's it's just like any other time when you... No, it's not. It's harder. <laughs> so much harder. Yeah. I was going to say when you need to find that... I'm not going to use the word motivation because we don't use that word. But that determination to get out and, and do it. I got to bribe myself because I know I want to feel the way I'll feel afterwards. We're planning on playing pickleball later today, and I know a pack walk will be really good for my back mm. uh, to sort of fire up all my core stabilizers before we play pickleball. So that's a big motivation for me because I think it will help me uh, be physically stronger and hopefully, you know, just uh, play better and feel better. So that's a big motivation, but... It's hard to get out the door when the weather is not optimal. Well, the interesting thing is if you are getting out regularly, let's say, in the summer and into the fall, you're taking some oh, the fall, fall walks. Oh, the, wait, those the... crisp fall days with the fallen leaves. I want those days, and, not 30 degrees and gray. And the foliage yes. and all that. yes. But here's the thing. What's the thing? And Because right now I'm just being talked out of it. <laughs> if you continue the process and continue your practice, when you get to those 30 days by way of having walked in 43-degree days, 40-degree days, 38-degree days, you see where I'm going with this? By the time you get to the 30-degree days, you will actually be acclimated to those and it won't seem like that big a deal if you haven't walked in a while and you live in the north and you sort of missed that in between season it's it's going to be that much harder but if you are just continuing this along so the sort of answer is like anything i think in health and wellness is consistency is king consistency is king and we've talked about this so many times, but I, I think part of it also for me is just reminding myself that this is what I do. This is what you do. This is what I do. I am a person who walks on the regular. I have an intentional walking practice. 
regularly, not every day, but more often than not. And yeah. Well, there's, there's sort of a silver lining to this a little bit. So one of the things that we preach is if you are trying to find the determination to get out the door and go for a walk, one of the first things we say is don't say I'm going to walk three miles. Just say I'm going to go out the door and walk around the block. I'm going to walk a quarter mile. I'm going to walk a half a mile. And if you have gone through the effort to put on snow boots, put on sunblock, f dig out the hat, dress in your 3.5 average layers, <laughs> by the time you actually get out and walk that quarter mile, you're going to be like, well, I did all this work. I might as well keep going and walk that mile or that two or whatever your usual or close to your, your usual is. So always keep that in mind that just like, I'm just going to dress for it and go walk to the corner and see how it feels. I have two follow-ups to that. The first is you made it sound super arduous to go through all that work to get dressed, to get out the door. And I think one of the keys is to make that process as easy as possible. So you shouldn't have to dig for the gloves or the hat. It should be accessible in a basket by your door. You got to make it as easy as possible. Have your plan. It's totally cool to wear the same 3.5 layers every day, like I do. Wash them a couple of times, once, twice a week. It's, it's all good. Make it as easy as possible. That's first. Second is, yeah, sometimes, often, just getting started is the hardest part. But there's also... It's okay. There's also an element that it's okay to dial back your mileage when the weather's not cooperating. And we have to continue to remind ourselves that every step counts, every mile matters. And if you typically walk two miles and you only walk one, that's a win. 100% I agree with you on that. And keep in the back of your mind that your body is doing extra work to keep you warm. You may also be a little Michelin man. Oh, and you have if you have boots on your feet that weigh twice as much as your sneakers, all these things will add up to mean that you are working harder. Are working harder. So And it, side note, burning extra <laughs> calories. Yes. So, you know, there was an interesting, I don't know, study or anecdote about Michael Phelps, the Olympic swimmer. And it was said that he, eat, when he was in the full of his training, he eats 10,000 calories a day. He was eating 10,000 calories a day. And some researcher or somebody added up how far he was swimming, how many calories you would burn to swim that much, and how much his normal sort of resting caloric burn was. And they came up with like 7,000 calories was, which is a lot which is his, which is a ton which would be should be his daily need and of course michael phelps in phenomenal shape and what they determined was that he was spending those 3000 calories just staying warm in the what 60 degree 65 what do they keep pools at i have so no idea 70 degree water so same thing goes when you're outside. Again, your body is going to work harder, burn more to keep you warm. 
And I think we'll end here with a caution around this because it's worth repeating for sure. Because your body works harder in the cold, if you are compromised in any way, especially cardiovascularly compromised, be careful with cold weather walking and check with your doctor because it will absolutely put additional strain on your heart and your cardiovascular system and uh, your systems and body. So if you are compromised, be careful with winter walking. Yeah. So like like we say, start start slow and build and you know take the win, even if like come back in before you feel like you're struggling. Take the win and go out and maybe try a little bit more the next time. I used to think that when I went out into nature and left my phone and earbuds behind and walked in silence, letting my mind go wherever it wanted, that I was doing a walking meditation. And then I met Yael Shai and she taught me that there's so much more to a walking meditation. It was so incredible and insightful and expanded my world in such a way that I went to Yael and I said, will you work with us to create a program, 30 days, 30 walks, that could help introduce other people to the power of a walking meditation. Can we dismantle the idea that in order to meditate, you have to sit in a dimly lit room on a cushion? Can we create a meditation program for people who love to move? And so we did meet the Joyful Wanderer 30 day walking meditation app, which is available in the Apple store, and the Google Play Store right now.